1: Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael.
2: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, your host, and I'm here today to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I'm very excited about this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, as we're going to talk about both personal and spiritual development. This is what I do with my life, both as a pastor and as a coach, is to help folks, help individuals just like you, to develop both personally and spiritually. And you know, thinking about that, to me, our spiritual life is holistic in view. In other words, we can't really compartmentalize our spiritual life. This makes me think of a story. There's someone that that I'm aware of who has been a wonderful church attendee. They go to church every single week. More than that, they actually have a time often, almost every day, where they pray and read their Bible Even they go so far as to serve in the local church. But what's so unique about this story is at the same time of doing all of those activities, they've been accused, and rightfully so, unfortunately, of regularly using foul language. Even, dare I say it like this, being promiscuous. And there's other sinful behavior. And I think of this, they do a lot of right things, this person. But at the same time, they do a lot of things that that could be considered wrong. And what they've done, this person has compartmentalized their spirituality. See, following Christ is not compartmentalizing your life to God time and non-God time. Following Christ requires a holistic, undivided—I like this word—wholehearted devotion— Following Christ includes utilizing and tapping into every part of your life, regardless of the circumstances. So in this show, we're going to talk about how to both personally, uh, and not just personally, but spiritually develop. In the second half of the show, I'm actually going to dig into a word, a concept that you may know about called soul care, S-O-U-L, soul care. So we'll talk about that. I've recently done some research on... Uh, a a leader, a spiritual leader, you'll know the name, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And Bonhoeffer has contributed in the arena of spiritual formation and also just in the, the world of devotional life. When I think about Bonhoeffer, we need to be reminded that this man was brilliant. And let me tell you a little bit about his family. Uh, Karl Bonhoeffer's dad was a renowned psychiatrist in Germany and throughout all of Europe. One of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's brothers actually, listen to this, split atoms with Einstein. Like, this was a brilliant family. Another one of his brothers emerged as the legal head of Lufthansa. And so here we are, this family with, with brilliance wrapped all around it. And then Dietrich Bonhoeffer emerges as a theologian, as a a preacher, and I like to describe him this way, as a strong Christ follower. Now, I'm telling you this because we're going to talk about just developing ourselves, not just personally, but spiritually, and we can learn from Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer understood how to live life in the view that, that you must die to yourself, And through that death, which might be figurative, but he also understood that that could potentially be literal. And it's only through that death that you truly can have eternal life. I don't know if you are listening to this show what you know about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but he lived during the time of World War II. And six years before he was arrested and put into uh, a prison camp, he wrote these words, six years before his arrest, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. I don't know where you go to church, but I love it when we walk into churches and we, we're, we celebrate. Many people clap their hands and sing out loud. And, and there's a lot of times joy in, in, in our, 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 our lives that are full of, of God's spirit. But Bonhoeffer sort of sets a different tone when he says that when Christ calls a person, He's calling them, and he bids them to come and die. What's interesting about that, so six years, he said this before he was arrested. Two years after he was arrested, he literally was executed. This was just about three weeks or so before the end of World War II, and he left behind all of his connections. And and interestingly, he left behind his uh, Maria, who he was engaged to be married to. This was just an interesting thought. So this man who spent the last years of his life imprisoned in a prison camp, losing everything in a lot of ways, did a lot of writing from this, this, this atmosphere of prison. And it's from this perspective, which seems unfair, which seems, uh, wish, you know, could have be, it could have been avoidable. He was separated from his family, did send some letters and had some visits actually, but it was difficult for him. But he wrote from prison things that we still read today. And, and I think the hallmark of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's writing, I mean, in my opinion, is, is his understanding and explanation of the topic of grace Hey, if you're listening right now, you're listening to Your Discipleship Coach. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life, and we're talking about spiritual and personal development, just talking a little bit about Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And when he's talking about this topic of grace, we learn this, that there's a tension that lies between what, what Bonhoeffer called cheap grace and what Bonhoeffer calls costly grace. See, cheap grace means we are justified from sin without justification of the sinner. In other words, we're caught in a sin. We, we say a, an apology, maybe with our eyes co- closed so we can call it a prayer, and we're worried about the actual sin, not the heart of, of our, our own lives. But costly grace is different. It's about actually following God. It's not about an apology, it's about a repentance. Following Jesus, following, always includes leaving something. To truly follow Christ, we're actually leaving and walking away from sinful behavior. So I think of this question, how can we understand God's grace when we face trials in our life? I mean, trials like Dietrich Bonhoeffer faced. How, how can we be a disciple of Christ? How can we have a strong faith? How how can we have what some people describe as a relationship with Christ in such a time of trouble? I mean, after all, we live in the real world. How how can we grow as people in the real world and at the same time grow in Christ? You know, we're going to break it down in the second half of this show. We're going to talk about soul care. But now I want to dig in just as to set the stage and talk a little bit about this real world that we live in, and talk about personal development. There's a few thoughts that I want to sh- share with with you today, as as you're listening in, about personal development. And one area that we develop in, we give uh, attention to, is, is our health. And I have a uh, already a show, a podcast on this. You can listen to that. But I think about how we develop our our lifestyle as a healthy lifestyle. And, and I think, what is the motivation for that, for this? How, how do we develop a healthy lifestyle? In other words, why do we want to get healthy? For some of us, we want to get healthy for me. I mean, this is something I want to do. I want to feel good about myself. For others, you'll say, I want to get healthy, not only for me, but but for my family. I mean, after all, I want to see, uh, I want to see my my children graduate from high school, graduate from college, get married, have kids, and, and I want to see my grandkids grow up. I mean, I, I want my family to be standing around my coffin later in life rather than sooner in life. So these are motives that we want to be healthy. And, and for some, it's, you're also mindful that it's not just for yourself or your family, but, but also uh, for the Lord to be healthy so you can carry out his mission. So, so we think about personal development. We think about, about health. We think about vocation as another topic here. You know, sometimes we want to just be better at our job. We're, we're striving for a promotion or a raise or influence or impact. All of these, quite frankly, are, are great aspirations. And we, we gain certifications. We become better at our job so we can we develop into better employees or employers so we can advance. But also, we develop personally so in our work we can, we can glorify God. This is why we work to contribute to the flourishing of local communities and economies and to do it for the glory of God, to, to, to share his grace, but also to share his purpose for community. One, one other thought before we head into the break that we develop is, is our emotions and our emotional health, our emotional wholeness. See, many of us have scars, we have a past, we have harmful habits, fear, stress. We have things that that combat us, and it needs to be healthy. So as we kind of just introduce these thoughts, I want us to get ready as we dig into the second half of the show and we start to talk about caring for the soul. I'm Michael Smith. I'm your host of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I thank you for listening right now. I want you to get ready for the second part of the show as we talk about uh, soul care. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. We're back. I thank you so much for listening in to Your Discipleship Coach. I'm your host, Michael Smith, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And in the front part of the show, we've been talking about uh, just our personal development, maybe spiritual development a little bit. We introduced the topics of health and vocation and just briefly, this idea of emotional health. And really, we could do a whole show on, on all of those. But I want to keep the conversation moving forward. Um, this show's about personal and spiritual development. And I want to just remind us of the perspective of, of the words of Jesus that sum up the entire gospel. And he said that we should love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And to also love your neighbor as yourself. So our life is about learning to honor God and and love him and to love and care for, have regard for our neighbors. So we talked about developing our life so we can, in fact, pull that off. And we we introduced this thought of developing health, vocation, emotions. Another area is, is leadership. I just want to introduce this one for a moment. And then we're going to get into soul care. But leadership development, just in our time today, I want you to think about two uh, ways to develop as a leader. One is to understand the what, and the second is to understand the when, W-H-E-N. The what is is centers on goal setting. What is it that I want in my life? You might think about this spiritually. What is my goal? What is it? That I want. Can I write it in paper? Can I communicate it? What do I want in my job, in my career? Maybe, maybe your goal is to manage a store. Or maybe you have a goal with your marriage, to have a flourishing marriage. Or, or maybe your goal is to, to uh, be a bogey golfer. See, whatever we set as our goals, that's our what. And that's what we organize our time around if we truly want to accomplish our goals. So that leaves us to time management, the WHEN, W-H-E-N. And if you're looking at developing as a leader, I want you just to listen in right here, lean in for a moment. When we, when we talk about time management, it doesn't matter what the system is, but you need a system. You need to think about how do I manage my tasks? How do I put that task management onto my calendar? And then, and then we think in terms of a time budget. So when we budget our time, boy, this is just high level, but we want to put the most important things in our calendar first. And as we build our calendars, if we have to move the most important things around, we keep one rule. We're allowed to move it around, but we're not allowed to delete it from the calendar. So being important means I'm not willing to delete this. So your time management system works best when it actually helps you reach your goals. The W H E N, the when and the what work together. But what's most important as a leader is is your integrity. Like this is more important than goal setting. This is more important than time management. It's your integrity. See I'll look at it like this if I were if you were hiring five talented employees, but yet in their talent they were all liars and cheaters. And self-serving. But but you, instead of hiring those five talented employees, you h- could hire one mediocre or average employee. But that employee was honest and loyal and a team player. Which one would you hire? See, I think that we're going to hire the one that has integrity. So I'll say it like this. Integrity trumps talent. So I want us to to think about that as a leader. So think about what are our goals, how do we manage our time around those goals, but how do we do it in the light of holding biblical character and integrity? Two other thoughts. The second one we'll get into called soul care. But first I want to say that we also want to develop our minds. These questions, what are we reading How are you furthering your education or certification? Or maybe you want to take a training and become a coach. These are all ways that we can develop our mind. But I want to think about this part of our show. I'm Michael Smith, your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I'm doing, so far, this show has been set up for this moment. We're going to talk about our spiritual lives from the from the perspective of caring for your soul. Author David Brenner writes this, soul refers to the whole person, including the body, but with particular focus on the inner world of thinking, feeling, and willing. Care for souls can thus be understood as the care of persons in their totality. It's the whole person. He continues, with particular attention to the inner life. See, soul care is really about building a life deeply connected to God. Author Dallas Willard uh, writes one, in one of his books called Renovation of the Heart, he writes this, Our soul is like an inner stream of water which gives strength, direction, and harmony to every other element of our life. Willard continues, When that stream is as it should be, we are constantly refreshed and exuberant in all we do because of our soul. Our soul itself is then profusely rooted in the vastness of God and his kingdom, including nature and all else within us is unlivened to the direct, and directed by that stream willard is a a fascinating writer but but it's it's the inner part of our life our soul that brings life to all that we do so what i want to think about is this if we want to develop our spiritual life we have to care for our soul that 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 which connects us deeply with god So what I want to bring to your attention are three ways that we can practice soul care. This is maybe the highest level introduction to the thought on soul care. But let me let me start. I thank you for listening in today to your discipleship coach. So here's something practical that you can have to care for your soul. Number one is to what I call own your story. Own your story. All of us have a story that includes sin in our life. The truth is, that is all that, that we have done. It's, it's, it's on us. The sin in our life is on us. When I own my story, I recognize that I am sinful. But what I also recognize is that's not the end of the story. See, part of my story, maybe like many listeners here, God has forgiven you of your sin, and it's part of your story. So just as you committed sin, just as I committed sin, we have this responsibility to respond to God's forgiveness. We know our responsibilities to dig in, and, and we know that God has responsibilities. Uh, he He loves us, cares us, gives us direction and clarity. But the first thing when we care for our soul is to own our own story. In other words, we don't blame others for our uh, the activities that we do. We have to own our own activities, and it's our story. Our story is not somebody else's story. God has forgiven each and every one of us. But in addition to owning our stories, the second of our these three pieces would be being grounded, being grounded. So we ground ourselves or we connect our soul to God by meditating on him and on the scriptures now this idea of meditation scares some, and, and, and I can, wow, appreciate that, because meditation is, is completely about emptying yourself and about just being present in the moment without any judgment. But when we meditate according to God's design, it includes that type of emptying where we release all of that, but it also includes something that that typical meditation does not include. It includes filling. So there's an emptying and a filling. We empty ourselves of our sin, but we fill our hearts with God's character, with the word of God by meditating on him. And then the last thought, this is just like I said, an introduction. If we want to care for our soul, we have to, first of all, own our story. Second of all, we have to be grounded. And then finally, we must practice Spiritual Disciplines. And I'm going to give you four as we think about uh, this topic today. Number one, we must have a discipline of, of prayer. And, and I like to define prayer like this. Prayer is both listening to and talking to or with God. It's a two-way exchange. I usually start with listening because God has more to say that has eternal impact than than each of us do. The second discipline is reading God's word and, and reading the Bible. The third discipline is being in community with the church. And finally, it's giving. Giving not just in our money, but giving of our time giving to our community. These are simple spiritual disciplines. Hey, I don't know if you've ever thought about receiving coaching or we could help you as you develop your life spiritually. If you visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, you can click on our free coach readiness assessment. You can fill that out and we would be glad to look at that assessment, get back to you and offer you some coaching. But I want to thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach. I am Michael Smith. I'm partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.